Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read the Torah portion of Parashat Teruma. And in this Torah portion, Hashem tells Moshe, He asks him, He tells him, They shall make me a sanctuary that I may dwell amongst them. So this is a very weird way of asking for a house in this world. Hashem is not saying, make me a sanctuary so I can dwell in it, but he's saying, make me a sanctuary that I may dwell amongst them, like dwell in you. And so we see that the centerpiece of, 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 this, um, of this sanctuary that uh, Hashem asked the Jewish people to build for him in the, in the um, in the desert, which is called the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the, the centerpiece, the, the number one uh, furniture piece that was asked, that, that was given precedence, was the holy ark or the Aron, in which the tablets of the, of the Ten Commandments were housed. So the ark was adorned by these two keruvim, cherubs. Uh, they were two figures uh, made out of gold, and they looked like angels. They had wings, and they had the faces of children. One looked like a boy, and the other one looked like a girl. And through them, Hashem would speak to the Jewish people. And this arrangement meaningfully symbolizes how our worship has the power to call upon God, to relate to the Jewish people. So what the Torah portion is conveying to us is that Hashem does have a relationship to us, with us, and that Hashem has his ways of communicating to us. In the times of the Mishkan and the temple, it was more obvious because the Shekhinah of Hashem was a present, it was felt. In our days, it's harder to, to, to receive these messages, but anyways, what this Torah portion is telling us, which is for us forever, is that Hashem does have a relationship with us and that He does have a, a way of communicating with us, which is through His Holy Torah. So the Torah derives from God's wisdom, from God's chokmah, and, uh, and this, this uh, attribute of God, which is called chokmah, wisdom, is in our level, in our chokmah, because everything Hashem, His attributes are our attributes, and this is how it says that we are compared to God, that we are created in His image, is that He gave us His attributes to be able to emulate God in this world. So in, in human, this is the capacity to conceive an idea uh, out of nowhere. So chokmah is that that seminal spark of insight that a person has, which eventually trickles down into his bina, which is his understanding, and it, it comes to the das, which is knowledge, and that's how these ideas coming to become reality in our world. And, um, and now God is utterly unknowable. We cannot know God. Uh, not even the loftiest spiritual people that have been in this world or are in this world, like the Tzadikim and all these very uh, mystical human beings, they cannot really come to grasp the totality of Hashem because Hashem is infinite and uh, we are finite beings and we cannot come to really come and grasp the totality of God. So he has decided, God, to reveal himself 
And Chokhmah is the very first point of, of this manifestation of, of Hashem in our world. And yet at that point, the revelations are purely spiritual and far above the capacity of mortal beings to, re to relate to. And they are the great phase. So this is called like the great phase. And God presents to the highest levels of creation which are angels and other creations that are higher. However, it's like a professor, a teacher that's trying to impart a, um, a knowledge to the students. Uh, this teacher has to uh, make it compact, needs to make the, 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 the subject that he's teaching, he has to make it in a size that is relatable to the students, that the students will be able to grasp the ideas and will be able to understand. So the same thing, the same way Hashem clothes himself uh, in this world, in the material world, the Torah is his wisdom. What we're learning here today is his wisdom, is his his Hashem's wisdom. And in by learning Torah and being able to grasp the ideas of the Torah, we are able to grasp um, the infinitude of Hashem, although we cannot come to comprehend all of it. So the same way as a, as a teacher has to make the, the subject relatable to the students for their age, their level of intelligence, their capacity of understanding uh, complex subjects, then the same way Hashem has to make himself in a way that we are able to grasp him. So one of the ways that he makes himself accessible to us was, or he made himself accessible to us, was through this tabernacle, this Mishkan. So when it says that Hashem wants a dwelling place in this world so he can dwell within us, this is what it means, is that our whole existence is permeated by godliness from the most mundane things we do in life which is eat and, and sleep and make a living we should always uh, make Hashem part of our of our life and in this way we're able to connect to him we can make a dwelling for him in this world so this going back to this keruvim these um, these figures these these cherubs that were on top of the ark and they had the faces of the children, of, of a boy and a girl, and they had these wings that went up raising wings. And this symbolizes the love and fear of God, as shown by us mere children, because we are considered like children in, in terms of understanding. And this is called in Kabbalah the small face, uh, that nevertheless m motivate our worship and our relationship to God. So in this sihad of the Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Shneur Salman of Liadi, which is in Torah's or um, we, we, we learn to understand uh, this, this, let's see, explains a little bit more about what this small phase represents for us mortals. So he says the Torah, the Torah, for the Torah to reach our level in the spiritual realm of Beria, and um, to go back to understand what's Beria, Beria is a, a world which is known as the world of creation. So Hashem, in order to make himself a, a home in this world, he had to come down through a, through a, um, through a means of simsum, of contractions, in which his never-ending light contracted through four different worlds, the world of Asilut, which is the world of emanation. You have the world of Beria, which is the world of creation. You have Yetzira, 
which is the world of formation. And then you have the world of uh, ASEA, which is you have a higher level of ASEA and a lower level of ASEA, which is a, a, a spiritual ASEA and a physical ASEA, which is where we are. This is our world. This is where we live, which is known as the world of action. And so this is where Hashem precisely wanted to dwell. This is where he wanted to create a home. And this world of Beria, which is in a spiritual realm, which is a world of creation, has a um, more a revelation, divine revelation than our world down here, which is really almost pitch black. It's pitch black. It's like you have to turn on the light. And how do you turn on the light? By make, doing mitzvot and learning Torah. So we, he continues saying the Alter Rebbe that uh, this world, uh, the, the world of Beria and below, like below he's telling about the world of uh, Yetzirah and Asiya, are, was necessary, as stated above, for God to compress his wisdom further and express it in worldly terms. Like, just like that teacher that uh, compresses the information for the students so that the students can grasp the information. And this is the meaning of Midrashic co comment in the Midrash in Shemot Rabbah. It says, the Holy One, may he be blessed, compress his presence between the poles of the ark, and this refers to the fact that it was from here between the two cherubs that God spoke to Moses. So this is where we, where God heard the voice, uh, the voice of God, and this is where we 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 learned that we had communication with God in the times of the Mishkan, in the time of the holy temples. So we see that the the first keruv. The first uh, cherub represents the tra transmission from above to, to below, to downward. The second cherub represents our eliciting this revelation. So in Kabbalah, there's this terminology of the feminine waters and the masculine waters and what it is. is like if you see in the world, you have all these bodies of water, like the lakes and the rivers and the oceans. And there's atmospheric changes in the... In the, in the in the atmosphere and these changes create that these water that these waters that are down here in our world they evaporate and once they evaporate they become clouds and then there's other changes in the atmosphere and then you have condensation and the condensation makes rain it makes that the clouds bring down rain to the world so really the rain that we receive in this world comes from us it comes from our eliciting this rain into the world. This is why, for example, in uh, in Egypt, uh, people didn't have to pray for 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 rain ever. They never looked up to God to to eat because they have the the Nile River and the Nile River, uh, uh, the waters of the Nile River go up and it irrigates the whole land, and in this way they have a very fertile land. But the Jewish people in Israel, you, you barely get rain. Like really, sometimes they have to take all these children to the Kotel, they take the kids out of the schools and they bring them to the, to the Kotel, to the Wailing Wall, and they're all beseeching and praying for rain. And um, so this is what it's, it's the waters from below. What it means is that we elicit in this world, this mercy from God, from our actions. And the other keruv, which represents the, from, from upward down, it means that Hashem sometimes um, uh, connects to us 
without us even even eliciting his connection. So this would be like uh, you have an idea or suddenly one day you wake up and you are like, oh my gosh, I have to become kosher or I have to become Shomer Shabbat. But Hashem gives you a gift. He gives you this inspiration. He gives you, he gives you a, a push. I have a friend that once went to Israel and when she came back, she hadn't been there since she was like 13 years old. And she was so upset that she was so clueless about history, Jewish history, what went on in Israel, and they happened to have this, um, this uh, the tour guide that was a religious man, and he took them all over Israel and gave them every history of every rock that they sat and here King David composed this psalm and this and this and this. She comes back, she tells me, Margie, I'm so upset. How can it be that a person like me that loves to learn, that's always been a very good student, is so ignorant about the history of Israel. So I told her, you know what? Hashem gave you a gift. It's a gift. He gave you an aha moment, like an inspirational moment. But now you have to really take that moment and you have to work it. Because if you don't work uh, on that inspiration, then as it came, it's going to go away. But it has to come from you. He gave you the push. He gave you the insight. He gave you the, 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 the feeling. And now you have to elicit from below. And so this is what, what, what these two Keruvim represent. It represents God uh, always sending us inspiration, always sending us the right person to learn with. He sends us everything, but we have to be awake. We have to be willing to, to grasp it. And then you have to really work uh, from below upwards. So um, specifically, this is accomplished by a person contemplating on the unity of God. As expressed in the Shema Israel, where we say Shema Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Ehad, what we're saying is that we're re reflecting about about how creating the universe did not change God. The same God that is Havaya, which is an infinite tetragra tetragrammaton name of God, which is the infinite expression of God in the world is the same as Elohim, which is a God that is imbued in nature. It's, it's even the gematria of Elohim and, and Teva, which is nature, is the same numerical value. And, uh, and, and it says Hashem Ehad is one and the same. It's, you don't have two different gods. And in the Torah, you have many names of God. But all these names of God don't, don't mean that there's many gods. It means it's one and the same God. He was before you were created. He is while you're created. And he will be before, after you're created. He's never changing. It's just that he puts on different hats. And these are the ways in which he expresses himself into the world. So the source of the Keruvim, uh, this source of the Keruvim, this yearning for God, which extends from below upward when we come to a point where we are really yearning for God. God, we, we, we miss God, we want to be connected to God, uh, this elicits God in turn to respond from above uh, downward and bestow his light upon us. So our relationship represented by the two cherubs at either end of the capores, capores was the curtain that covered the, the aron, the, 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 the box where the, where the um, uh, tablets, the ten, the ten Commandments, the tablets that were given to Moshe Rabbeinu in Mount Sinai, it is, is, this is a place where they were put 
to, to safe keep and carry through the desert, uh, it had this capores, which is a curtain, which was also made out of gold. It's the same uh, block of gold that was from the cherubs to the, to, to, to the capores was the same, same piece of gold. Uh, yet the Keruvim were both of the, uh, uh, were both of the, of the capores. They were all made of the same material, which was a solid piece of gold. But both Kerubim, the one representing God's transmission of his light from above upon, and the one symbolizing our yearning to reach out to God from below upwards, sprang from the same source. It came from the same source. So what it's saying us is like, everything is Hashem. The same God that illuminates over you and it, it brings you an idea, a chokmah, an insight, it gives you a, a, a yearning to do something, is, is the same source that gives you the strength to be able to elicit down here below. And this symbolizes the fact that both spiritual levels, the great face of God manifestation from above and the small face of God manifestation from below are insignificant compared to the source in the transcendent level of God himself. So Hashem is much more than all this. Uh, it's called Sovev Kolamim, which it, it, it's, it's from outside. It, it's not something that is internal. It's something that permeates you. It covers you. So the, so the greater a person's love and fear when studying Torah uh, or doing mitzvot, uh, the higher the source, uh, the service source, the service source, what it means is that the wings of the Keruvim uh, represented these two aspects of service of Hashem, which is fear and love of God. Love and fear of God. Ahava uh, and Yira. Um, and, and the greater a person's love and fear when doing so, the higher that the service source, the wings of the Keruvim represent this ability to reach the level of, of greater man. So through the mitzvot or through the study of Torah, when a, per, when a Jew, when a person it does with fear and love. Love means that you're not gonna do, you're gonna do the things that Hashem wants you to do, that he desires you to do. This is the connection we have to the 248 positive mitzvot. We do the positive out of love. And the negative is that we abstain. We abstain from the 365 negative commandments. This, this, you need yira, you need fear to abstain yourself from doing things that Hashem doesn't want you to do. And so this, this love of God really is not I love you because I love you is a very low level of love. It's about me. It's about me. Oh, I'm going to teach the class because it gives me pleasure to learn Torah. Yeah, it's about me. But if I teach the class, because by teaching the class, I'm bringing holiness to the world, which is what Hashem wants from me. And, and this connects the world to God. And it's about Hashem. It's not about me or you. It's about bringing godliness to the world. It's Leshem Shemaim for the, for the sake of heaven. Then it's you, God, I love. It's, it's a very different type of love. It's a higher level of love. And there's no ego in, in it. And then the fear. Also, there's a low level of fear and there's a high level of fear. So the low level of fear is, uh, I'm not going to do it because I'm scared of consequences. And obviously, Hashem creates a world where there's cause and consequence. You put the hand in the fire, obviously you're going to burn. But this is not what makes you not do the, the, the negative. 
What should make you not do the negative, what should make you abstain and turn away from evil, is that God forbid I do anything that goes against the desire of God, the will of God, then I'm going to be far away from Hashem. I'm going to be separated from God. And I'm petrified to be separated from God because of the love of God. So it's a really a, light, a higher level of love. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, Kavanah, which is intention in the way we, we, we do mitzvot and we learn Torah, it's really, it's, it's activating this fear and love of God. When you do a mitzvah with the right intention, you're going to drink a glass of water because you want to do a bracha because, and you need the water to give you uh, the, 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 what you need, the energy that you need to be able to service Hashem, then this is a higher level of, of love. And that wing is going gonna, is gonna to move that, that bracha uh, upwards. And the fear would be like, if I don't do a braha, then I'm separating myself from God because I'm not acknowledging that God is the one that nourishes me. And so when you do mitzvot without the right intention, without the right kavana, these wings don't soar up. They, they stay still. You're doing a mitzvah anyways. Just do it. The rabbis will tell you, do it for the wrong reason. It doesn't matter. Just do it because eventually you're going to do it for the right reason. But the, the, the mitzvah in itself won't soar up. It will stay here. It won't be elevated. But you did the mitzvah. You'll get a reward for that. And the day that you drink that glass of water with the correct intention, with the right kavana, with the fear and the love of God, or the love and the fear of Hashem, then the, the wings of fear and love are going to soar up and they're going to bring up your mitzvah up to heaven. It's going to be elevated. But not only that mitzvah, all the times that you did it for the wrong reason are also going to be elevated. So, so we can attain this level, level during the three day, daily prayers uh, of tefillah, which tefillah uh, implies connection. And when Jewish love and fear of God have elevated our worship up to a spiritual level of atzilut, atzilut, as I said, is the, the world where Hashem is emanating, they are described as face-to-face and indication of unity. And, um, and it is in that level that the Jewish people are termed brothers. Because at that time, it's what, like face-to-face, it's like you're not giving your back to God, you're giving your face to Hashem. And it's a very, very uh, intimate relationship. It's like is a, a relationship of brotherhood, of of camaraderie, of love one for the other, of ahava, and so um, this is the purpose, and this is also the the relationship we should aspire not only with God, but this is the relationship we should come to aspire to have with our husbands, our wives, our parents, our children, our friends. Anywhere, any person you encounter, when the relationship is based on love and fear, of, of love of what can I do for you, and fear, I don't want to do anything that will make you not want to be with me, then that relationship will come to be face to face. In the times of the temple and the Mishkan and the, and the, and the Mishkan, when the Jewish people were nice to each other, when there was a hava, when there was unity amongst the Jewish people, the faces of this cherub would look one towards the other. 
and when the people were fighting, there was a machlokets amongst the people, these two angels, these figures would go uh, back to back. They wouldn't look at each other. So at the end of the day, everything is a, a, a reflection of, of our relationship with Hashem. So may we, may we have the merit, the sechut, and the blessings from above that Hashem should give us love in our hearts to be able to love each other and, and be like brothers, that really good brothers, that they help each other and they're always there one for the other. So in that way, we're always face to face. And in that way, we'll be able to, to receive much blessings from, from above. So I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.